is not who I am, but what I do that defines me. However, this is Chris. This is Corey. And this is Jack. And this is the only podcast that matters. Ow. <laughs> I need water. Yeah. Take I'm Batman. The, take the ball, Jack. <laughs> oh, well, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, The Dark Knight Rises is in theaters today, and we've all seen it. But right as the time right now, we're pre-recording this episode before The Dark Knight Rises hits theaters, and and odds no are you're spoilers. Listen- yeah. yeah, no spoilers so no whatsoever. Spoilers. So and odds are you guys are listening to this after you've seen the movie anyway, because since this is going up on July twentieth, your ass should be in the theater seat, right? <laughs> so and only we, seeing Batman. We yeah. may we may talk about what's going to happen in the movie, but if we do, it's just going to be complete speculation. Right. There's no no spoilers in this because we don't. We haven't seen the movie. Uh, we'll obviously be talking about the movie and the Batman, uh, well, theatrical legacy, pretty much. Anything, 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 anything Batman. Batman. Anything Batman. Uh, um, honestly, saying this because we at the time we haven't seen the film, this has been one of the best well-guarded scripts, stories, anything in an age of internet and spoilers and everything that yeah, can everything, ruin a film. Where everything gets leaked. I, with trailers and commercials and everything, Nolan has kept this under wraps, and even he just released a, a, a synopsis of the film that's very vague, too, of just everything that goes on. We have a general idea of what's going to happen in the film, but there's no, oh, I know how the film starts and film ends. You don't. There's so much speculation, and it brings me back to being a fan as a kid. Like, what's going to happen in this movie? There's not a billion spoilers on any site I can go on, and not that I would anyway, but I like the fact that nobody knows. Oh, yeah, and as of now... And granted, we're obviously a, a little ways out from the release of the movie, but as far as I know, it's been kept off the internet. It's not like there are a bunch of articles and whatever popping up saying like, hey, Dark Knight Rises HD leak. <laughs> Go to your local torrent site and, and pick it up. As far as I know, it's been incredibly well guarded. Actually, I do know from a friend of mine who used to work for uh, AMC Theaters that what a lot of distributors will do for big movies is that when the reels get delivered, I mean, now it's digital, so I don't know what the difference is, but back in the day when... <laughs> their movies were projected reel to reel in theaters they would send like alternate titles like if it was <laughs> if it was let's say uh lord of the rings two towers or something which obviously everybody's dying to see and is a, a highly anticipated movie <laughs> it would end up being like a, a lovers in the rain or something like yeah. it would have some alternate title on the canister so people wouldn't know it was lord of the rings well but- i know a lot of movie theaters like the local marquee movie theater we have that's all shot digitally they they receive a signal for the movie right they don't actually have they don't get a reel right which i'm sure also cuts down on on some of the right. production costs as well but there's also overhead. a lot more hiccups if say they don't get the signal correctly in the movie right. doesn't work correctly oh, well hath no fury like a Nerd <laughs> that, that actually happened um, when I took my aunt to see the third Transformers movie. She was all excited to see it, and and the movie just wouldn't start. And the first ten minutes—that was, was a sign. The first ten movies, the first ten minutes was were black. Well, the Autobots with just, lost something. Uh, just audio. Yeah, the Autobots lost something, <laughs> and it was keeping the peace from their planet. Idiots! Chris stole it. I've learned from from the Transformers movies, having watched There's the a first thirty-year-old male. Yeah, the, stole the Octobot. Yeah. <laughs> Our planet was once peaceful. No. Anyway. <laughs> let's uh, talk about Batman. Yeah, let's talk about the fuck Transformers. <laughs> again and again. Anyway, just the movies. Um, um, what, I'm a big what, fan of Michael Keaton. I, <laughs> I am a big fan of Michael Keaton. <laughs> I was waiting for Batman. What was, was everybody's was first two. memory of Batman? Because I kind of have a vivid memory of mine. Well, my first Batman memory period was actually seeing the Michael Keaton... Jack Nicholson Batman in the theater when I was in first grade. 
You lucky son of a bitch. Yeah. It was just a product of being that age that I saw it. I mean, obviously, it isn't necessarily a kid's movie. I mean, I knew about the movie. I had a poster. I had toys. I had everything about it. But I didn't see the movie until it came out on VHS that fall. And I rented it plenty of times before I got it to own for myself. So... Yeah, I got it, I think, the following Christmas. Because that was back in the day when VHS tapes, if the movie was a big hit, the VHS tape would be for sale. And like nine months later, it came out, and that was somewhere around Christmas, and I got it for Christmas. Yeah, that was... Uh, I'm pretty sure. Everybody I knew, my cousin got it, I got it. It was, the, it was from my vague memory, it was that must-have gift for everybody that Christmas in 89. And it's funny, because when you look at something like that movie in particular, which... Obviously, prior to this Christopher Nolan series of Batman movies, it was my clear favorite of Batman movies, period. Absolutely. Because it's still one of my favorite it was. Uh, it and, wasn't shitty. Well, yeah. I mean, despite the fact that it wasn't... I mean, there, there were some liberties taken by Tim Burton with regard to things. and, and There was no origin. Well... Like they had a back... A couple yeah. Back I mean, they had a flashback to like, hey, kid, you ever dance with the devil? You know, that whole bit. See you around. Whereas, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a few liberties. <laughs> I, I know what the liberties are in that movie. They, right. They completely rewrote the Joker's backstory. Which, I which mean, works. people were probably pissed about that at which the time. It, but It doesn't quite make sense at all. It's actually kind of ridiculous, honestly. But How? I mean... Expl- it, we don't know. Because that's the thing. The Joker's origin is never really explained. It's not supposed to be explained. Oh, he's just supposed to be... He just rose from the ash he's somewhere. Supposed to be there. I mean, there may be... I mean, I'm not that big of a Batman nerd to know the entire story of Batman, but as far as I know, there was never really an origin for Joker at all. Okay. I mean, that makes sense considering the character is supposed to so, just yeah, it's be not a wacko. S- that he's just supposed to be there. I got gotcha. you. Somebody had guy. to have some sort of origin story in that movie because we already, it's established in the first frame that Batman has been around or been seen, been heard yeah. of. So you can't really go into that because again, that's what Batman Begins just did justice for the origin story going back and it would be another movie in itself. Right. I mean, but, it made sense in the context of that because at the time, not everything was built up to be a franchise. And like, we're going to kick off a, a trilogy or whatever of movies based on oh, this one movie. This the is house a starting that, point. Though. That was a huge production. Oh, absolutely. In terms of marketing, in terms of everything. But at the same time, it, it had to stand as a movie and not necessarily as a series. I mean, they knew it was going to be a big movie and I'm sure they hoped it would turn to a franchise. But at the same time, they probably wanted to make a self-contained movie where... As opposed to the Dark Knight, where the Joker just shows up, then they probably wanted to make it a very well, yeah, self-contained they, story. But they do that over a lot of series. They, the first movie is always like a self-contained movie that, if it doesn't do well, they can end the series on that. They did it with they did it with Iron Man. They did it with Iron Man. They did Back it to with, the Future. They did it with the Pirates movies. Yeah, they did it with. Um, well, you're gonna hate this one, but they did it with the Chronicles of Riddick. They're supposed to be a trilogy. But they finished the story, the arc, in the end of the. At first the end movie. of Pitch Black. No, at the end of the Chronicles of Riddick movie, they finished that arc. Oh, there I thought Pitch movie. Black was first. Pitch Black was a, was a horror movie. Right, but, but I they thought just took Riddick... the characters out of the horror movie and put it into another movie. Oh, okay, I got you. I thought that was part of the. No, no not you. at all. Actually, I see. Okay, well, even My Ghostbusters mistake. was a self-contained yeah, film. So it makes sense to start off a franchise. So I get why they did that. I'm sure people were pissed about it at the time, but. Like we've said a thousand times before, movies are not the comic book. The comic book is not the movie. Novels aren't the same as movies. It's never going to be because they're two different mediums. But anyway, regardless, as a kid, as a seven-year-old, loved it. No, I still It was do. great. Yeah, and I still do too. I still love that movie. Nothing about the newer series has tainted that first movie for me. 
Yeah, me, I mean, me too. Yeah. It brought into question, like, oh, do I like Batman Begins better, or do I like, does Batman want better? But first, uh, they both had an equal love for me. I was like, oh, you know what? I can't decide. I love them both. Well, I, I first knew of Batman because I watched that movie as well when I was a kid. And I don't think I watched it in theaters at all, but I did watch it when we got the VHS of it. But I really didn't, wasn't really introduced to the whole Batman uh, mythos until the cartoon. Oh, Batman the Animated Series that Which, popped up in the 90s, yeah. Right, I love that. That was that fantastic. Was, that was kind of dark for a cartoon. I did was, watch that it, here and there. It's it still, I watched a couple episodes here and there, and it was very... Not very much for kids back in the early 90s. Yeah, definitely not. Even, I mean, recently I watched the Mask of the Phantasm movie on I saw uh, Netflix, the and, and was... I was like, oh, man, like, this is pretty dark. Like, it's not something that's A little completely... scary, too, like, just some of the yeah. Joker imagery and stuff yeah. like that. I remember seeing it in theater and being a little terrified. I don't think something like that would really As necessarily anger. happen now. If anything, I would right. think that'd be an Adult Swim series, just because it had a certain darkness to it. Well, Not one, entirely, because it was a cartoon, but at the same time, I, I don't feel like people could get away with that now, making a series like that, because, yeah, it was, for a kid's cartoon, for an after, a cartoon that was on, like, 4.30 in the afternoon, something like that, I mean, it, it did have more a of a dark side than, that were, say, Tiny Toons. But um, I remember, well, nowadays, there's plenty of other Batman cartoons that have spawned out of that, and they're much more lighthearted, and Batman fights aliens, and Batman is <laughs> yeah. brightly colored, he's best friends with Aquaman, something of that. So it, <laughs> they've never really done, gone back and done a really dark series, even especially with the success of these movies, which I'm a, yeah. somewhat surprised, but uh, in the same sense, these movies, as much as they could be for kids, they're not really... I wouldn't take a, a, anybody under 10 to see this if I had a kid myself. No, well, that's one of the parallels I drew with having seen Batman in the theater when I was seven, and then fast forward to The Dark Knight. Now, obviously, they're both PG-13 movies. If I was seven and saw Dark Knight, though, it probably would have freaked me out because of how violent it was. And just Because it's pretty violent and a little maniacal. I mean, as far as being just based purely on the rating, there is a, a much heavier dose of violence in The Dark Knight. With Harvey Dent, I would never have With slept Har- again. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> if I was seven, like... Or even the Joker, because I mean he's a freaky character. As much as obviously we're adults he's all now, scarred so it's up. Fun. He's not just makeup and just the yeah. stories of you yeah. know, I got these scars. But just people I get mean, blown up and shot and everything else. I mean, it it really wasn't that violent. They the, the, the nineteen eighty nine Batman. They dropped the guy hanging as Batman with the Joker makeup. I would have shit my pants if I. Was yeah, like, totally. I jumped in the theater when I saw yeah. that too. It's just weird. I mean, I'm not panning it at all. I'm, no, I have no, no problem no, with no, it. No, I'm just saying none of it's bad. But. I did think about that having seen the Dark Knight. Well, my parents the never like, let wow. me watch. Uh, they never wanted me to watch Batman Returns because they thought it was too violent. They didn't like some um, of the, the themes in the movie, so I never actually some of it really I never watched, watched like it. When... I don't even remember. I think I watched it once, but I don't remember what the movie was about at all. Hmm. When she got dropped out the window, that was a little. Yeah, weird. and when the cats are gnawing on her <laughs> to try to like revive her. Yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't like the beginning of the movie. I think I haven't seen Batman Returns in the, years. The Honestly, I'd have to like watch the, it again. The penguins. Henchmen and like the yeah when they blow when they involved. attack the uh, Times Square type place with yeah. the, his this the Red Triangle gang the circus team and yeah Batman comes and saves yeah I don't, the day. I don't I don't really remember I remember being disappointed by Batman Returns when I finally saw it I didn't see it in the theater I'm pretty sure I rented it but I just remember thinking eh I saw that. something just felt like it was I, way different I, I mean I couldn't put my finger on it at the time now I'd probably be able to tell you but again I haven't seen it in years I saw that actually opening day I remember my mom took me on opening day to see that when I was six going on seven and i loved it 
again, it was another thing where I was obsessed with Batman through most of my childhood, and now I'm into most of adulthood. Uh, but yeah. I was the Penguin for Halloween. <laughs> and that you're year. still obsessed. Yeah, <laughs> I was the Penguin that year for Halloween, and my costume was awesome. <laughs> like, I got to try to find you guys the picture. Yeah, of it. please. It's so that cool. should be the icon for this this episode. Oh, it's so cool. It was the best costume. I, I actually, my mom stapled the gloves together to have like the digits because he had the like the one hand right, and the right. Oh uh, my god! Um, I was comp- and I went around doing the lines on Halloween too. I was like, I played the stinking city like a harp from hell. My mom's like, Jack, you can't say that. You're you're a kid. <laughs> and uh, I mean, great. I will say this though: great casting though. Looking at it, like Dan DeVito as the Penguin, awesome. Yeah, I-, I think obviously. Michelle Pfeiffer's still the best Catwoman representation I've ever seen, and Anne Hathaway looks pretty damn good in this one. But well, well Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer has, was has yet to be aw- seen. She was. A great actress too, just completely unbalanced the entire time. Oh yeah, without a doubt, yeah. Um, but I really like that aspect of it. I definitely thought they were they were great choices. And Michael Keaton as Batman, I thought was great anyway, especially because he was such an underdog. Still, the like Mister well, yeah, Mom's going to be Batman, but he was always a he was always a comedian. Beetlejuice yeah. got him that role. Beetlejuice yeah. was the one, and everybody from my mom, my mom told me he said when they find out Michael Keaton was going to be Batman. I was like him, Beetlejuice. Yeah, Johnny Dangerously is going to be yeah. Batman, or the guy, the funny guy in Night Shift, who everybody like looked up to. Is like he was such a funny character in that movie. A lot of comedians like really, <laughs> really like that character. But yeah, it seemed like kind of a strange choice. But I, I thought he was great as a Batman I actually, I and as a Bruce him. Wayne. I liked him. As He's well. my favorite Batman still. Bruce Wayne, I think I got to give it to Christian Bale. But Batman under the mask, yeah, He's Michael I, Keaton. He doesn't say much. I He's agree. Very brooding. He's got that. He's got the perfect kind of like even with the, the, the circles under his eyes. He's kind of got like this red eye thing going on. Yeah, he doesn't film. have a he doesn't have I guess the pretty boy thing that let's I, say Christian. I actually Bale didn't has. know that. Uh, I didn't. That was like I think that was the first Michael Keaton movie I've ever seen. Oh, was so. definitely my first. Yeah. Oh, I saw. That I, I never knew else. he was a comedian. Yeah, I didn't know he was a comedic actor either. I mean, At all. until like a couple years later. Like ninety seven, ninety eight, <laughs> when Multiplicity someone... came out, and you're like, "Holy shit, he's funny too!" <laughs> yeah, some movies yeah. came out where I was. There's I seven Batman's in this movie. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and he had like a bunch of other action movies. Like he was one good cop, and a bunch of other films that he, he did, did. post Batman. I remember seeing. I probably this thing I saw him in <laughs> after Batman. The first Batman was Gung Ho. I remember seeing that on TV where he like goes to Japan because worked for a car company or something like that. I remember catching that on TV and. But yeah, prior to that, I mean, yeah, Mr. Mom and the Big Squeeze and stuff like that. He was in all these, yeah, all, all these comedic roles. But I mean, I thought he was great, and I agree with you as a Batman, totally. And Jack then, Nicholson, and then Joel Schumacher. Well, let's, no, we'll, let's, we'll get there. Let's, in let's a wait second. on there. Yeah, yeah, let's let's try let's, and keep let's this. Let's try to Joel somewhat. Schumacher. Let's let's talk about you the positive. You be quiet. Jack you Nicholson. Bastard. First Jack time Nicholson. I ever saw Jack Nicholson, and I was raised in a household since of Jack Nicholson movies, <laughs> and of any film, I can quote his dialogue from that film perfectly i take great pride in that i love yeah that. He, he was, was awesome as the joker smart as a businessman too because he gets 20 percent of every batman move that movie and every batman movie anytime there's batman merchandise he has 20 percent of that yeah he gets a piece so of it. he's living for the rest of his he life really yeah he can't wait till that. july he can't wait for this movie to take hold today <laughs> wait till i get a load of that yeah. <laughs> for, yeah whether he's in it or not he gets a he, he gets, gets a, a piece cut. of it which is awesome and Danny DeVito actually said in there, he's like, oh, because he was friends with Nicholson. He's like, think I can get that kind of a deal? He's like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> only only Massive Nicholson. difference. He was scary. He was I, scary. I, I mean, he was, the, he was, I would have thought for a while, probably the definitive Joker. And then Heath Ledger just took the character to a whole other place. And was, yeah. I mean, maybe people look at, especially people who are raised, let's say kids who, who grew up, who were like, I don't know, let's say 10 
when Batman Begins came out, I've grown up with this series as opposed to that group of four that we grew up with. I'm sure they probably look at something like Jack Nicholson's Joker and think it's probably silly. Yeah, a Whereas, lot of people and, and and without a doubt, Heath Ledger's Joker is way more menacing. Oh, but, totally. He's the and we'll get to that a little bit later, the essence of what the Joker yeah. is. And he really embodies that character from what Corey was saying before. The origins were different from Batman and the Dark Knight to where Nolan gets it more on the money to what the Joker really is all about. I uh, agree with that. But throughout the 90s, Batman was a phenomenon. The cartoon was great. The Master of the Phantasm movie, I remember seeing that in the theater. I had tons of toys. I'm sure all you I guys... Had, I had tons of toys. <laughs> I don't remember what I had. I, had I the, didn't have a whole lot of toys. I had, I had the, the bat plane and I had that little... I, I like the little gun on the bottom. It shot a little like like the bat wing, yeah, <laughs> from the first one you're talking about, the one that grabbed all the balloons. Um, I'm not sure. It might have been. He stole like, my balloons. <laughs> I had that, and it had the scissors too. So no, I always I, go around the house. He stole my balloons. <laughs> I think it might have been from. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's one of these things. Forever, actually, but oh yeah, Bob? I think it might have been the later one. <laughs> But it, yeah, I, I'm I, sorry. Were you talking, Corey? I had a lot of the toys. <laughs> Gonna need a okay. moment alone, boys. <laughs> sorry, go on. We're not trying to be disrespectful. We're just geeks. It happens. You had a lot of the toys. I just had a lot of the toys. Okay. I had the Batman. It was called the Bruce Wayne Custom Coupe. It was you put a Bruce <laughs> Wayne remember figure that name. in the in the in the limousine, and then oh wait, he's got to be Batman. You pull it, and then you put another Batman figure in there, and he turns and into Batman, uh, and the bat, swaps. and then turns into it. the Batmobile. Yeah, okay. I, I had do remember the, that. The Bat Ski Boat from Batman Returns. Which bastards. I had I had one item. Right, right. I had the bat I had some action figures and, and one bat. I had plane. everything, Batman. Uh, that was it's it's ridiculous. You rich kids and your presents. And your, uh, but um, your Zima. I had a box that someone wrote Batman on the side. Yeah, I had. This is Batman's cave. Don't you recognize? I had it? a case for Batman Return figures. I had a case for Batman. <laughs> I had cases. But you had the Batcave too. Didn't I did you? in 1989. Okay. I got Holy the Batcave. Crap. I got that. I got the Batmobile, the Joker right, man, Jack. and the Batwing. I'm going to mute Jack's microphone now. <laughs> Batman forever. <laughs> Let's talk about when things changed. Um, um, it, it really became Jinx Yomi Soda. Kind of a different. Obviously, had a whole different feel once Joel Schumacher got involved, and a horrible feel. It became well. It became a, a well, cartoon. Well, it didn't start off that way. Here's the thing. Mm, it, 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 it did. It did. I mean, it was more nothing... of an homage to the old Batman, 1960s Batman. That's yeah, which I from. I actually liked Val Kilmer as Batman, though. I oh, he agree. didn't bother me. I mean, yeah. I missed Michael. I remember missing Michael Keaton, but yeah, I but Val, Val Kilmer, Kilmer I thought was a, good... was a strong choice. Yeah, I agree with you. But uh, that was big because. Jim Carrey was a part of it. And at the time, Jim Carrey was the biggest oh, yeah. box Jim, office star. Jim Carrey like, could have done anything. He was awesome, though. He, he, he was, was. I agree with you. He was what Eddie Murphy I, was I a actually, decade ago in terms of comedy. I actually yes. didn't... I don't hate those movies, the ones that came after. They're just really ridiculous. They're just, yeah, they're, they're silly. They're over the top They're silly. just really, really silly. I really liked Edward Nigma though, in that movie. That, this, oh, Jim Carrey yeah, was yeah. awesome. Oh, he was. His character yeah. was great. Even that, Tommy that Lee character. Jones was... Uh, Tommy Jones was a great choice, but Tommy like I said, the movie was just a big cartoon. Right. And then unfortunately, he, he played the he played the Two Face exactly the way the cartoon played him. Yeah, well, well, I mean, they had to. They had already established a cartoon series. So, and, that's what, and another thing about the cartoon series, I didn't know all that about a lot of the villains because, again, my only source material was the old Adam West TV show for a while. So I didn't know about Poison Ivy. I didn't know about Two Face until the cartoon series. I didn't know about Clayface and uh, the Scarecrow and some of those other major villains. That they never had on that series. Right. So when I saw the cartoons, like, oh wow, this is a who's Mister Freeze? <laughs> oh no, they had Mister Freeze. It was kind of, it was, it yeah, wasn't anything to brag about. But uh, Batman Forever, I, I saw again. I, I saw Returns Forever, and you've seen them all in the theater on, on, we open, know, on except, opening day, except the one I saw. <laughs> but um, I saw Batman and Robin opening day. So did I. 
whatever. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, a week I was a- excited. Oh, a week after seeing Con Air. <laughs> I was ex- anyway. I was excited to see Robin finally going into the movie because I was a big fan of the team Batman and Robin. Yeah, and I thought that was a smart choice at that point, especially with changing direction the way they did. I thought that was a good move to start bringing Robin in, and I thought Chris O'Donnell fit the part as far as being the, the young ward. And Nicole Kidman, first movie I think I saw. She was her hot. Meh. Yeah. She I've, was I've, really I've hot. I've never never been hot on Nicole Kidman. In that movie she looked really good. Okay. She changed though okay. as the years went on. I'll like, still I'll take Vicky Vale over any of them. Okay. Even Michelle Pfeiffer. At that time See that's a little tough for me. Kim I, Basinger. I would, who played, oh. oh Kim Basinger played there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kim, oh, hell back yeah. in the day, Kim Basinger. Did you ever see the getaway? Uh, She's basically naked the whole movie and it's awesome. No, I didn't Okay, see well you have to. I'm gonna have to see that. It's now. out of print, but I own it, so you would. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's the only thing I own with Alec Baldwin in it. That's how great it is to see Kim Basinger naked. I'll put up with Alec Baldwin for two hours. Jack has nowhere to go with it. Involves so no. nudity. So Jack's Stop not. the press. Who's yeah. that? Jack ran off to the computer. Oh my god! I remember recording Prince's Bat Dance song off the radio. I remember when I was a kid on my boombox. <laughs> And that soundtrack was what a, that I was. I did buy that, that soundtrack probably, in California last yeah, year. Yeah, that was probably the most random choice for someone to do a soundtrack. Was Prince? We're making a Batman movie. Let's have Prince do the soundtrack. I could see. I mean, the he was, music was, was awesome. The, Danny Elfman's score was awesome and and haunting. I would prefer that over. I mean, I love the music for the new films, but I love that whole Batman theme. Yeah, it's I so do. Like, I, I love it. I love it. But Prince was such a random choice. And that was really, really weird. And the, actually, I remember Batman Forever soundtrack was the fifth CD I ever bought. I got that. That was, that was my first back cassette. Back in the that era. My, actually, my second cassette <laughs> after years off. Of, Wait, one of those, out of the shell. Didn't Seal do one of those? Yeah. That was well, a, he did He did Kiss from a Rose, but that was already on his album. But his album was on Warner Brothers Records, so it was easy to just take artists who were already on the label and just poured YouTube their songs over. was on over. there. The Offspring. Yeah. Brandy was on there. Yeah, it was a really random soundtrack. I wonder if I still have it. I might. I might not, though, because it was really random. Yeah. <laughs> it was a random collection of bands, though. Um, I mean, I kind of like the YouTube. I didn't really like it at the time. I liked the video better than I liked the song for Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. I remember that, yeah. But, yeah, Kiss from a Rose. I mean, I do like it as a song, as much as people can make fun of Seal and all that. Like, as a song, I do really Seal like Seal it. song and, I liked. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good tune. But the soundtrack, yeah, really, really random. But I, I don't think I saw that till it came on VHS. I probably bought the soundtrack based on seeing a couple of videos on MTV. On MTV, yeah. I remember seeing the, the SEAL video pretty much every day when my mom had VH1 oh, all on. all the time. Because it was on MTV and VH1. Yeah, followed by the song from Friends that they wouldn't stop playing. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Over and over and over and over yeah. and over again. Don't be there for me. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I have to say to that song. Holy crap. Well, we, we should probably talk about the worst Batman in the series. Oh, absolutely. Which yeah. is George Clooney. Yeah. Yeah, Doug he, Ross didn't get the money. He, Batman and Robin. Yeah, and he's the first one to make a joke about it. One of the further reasons That's his Garfield. George Clooney is awesome. Yeah, he because said, he, 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 he will he absolutely He said, I killed the franchise. It. Yeah. Well, it got dumb. No. It, he didn't kill the franchise. Everything about Joel that Schumacher movie was killed stupid. The franchise. Everything about the movie was stupid. Bane was a total cartoon character. Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, I thought, was, was just kind of goofy. Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze, terrible. Stallone turned it down, and I can see why. Yeah. Um, Stallone was up for that role? Oh, yeah, he that was offered it fun. first. <laughs> but I'm sure even knew he was like, no, this is a turd. No, Fuck that. terrible. I'm going to do daylight. Gonna, I'm going to do daylight I'm going to do Judge Dredd instead. We got $20 million for daylight. I'm sure he did. He would have done that yeah. over Batman. <laughs> Fuck that. Daylight wasn't bad. It wasn't okay. too bad. 
Moving on. But uh, um, yeah, it's like, all right, make an ice joke. We need ice. We need cold jokes in every single one of his lines. Cool off. <laughs> Tonight the freeze is coming. Chill out. Uh, yeah, it's fucking. <laughs> s- nah. It's worse than Tango and Cash. No, no Tango, Tango and Cash was awesome. Yeah. No, you're crazy. Tango and Cash was amazing. Anyway, just to uh, talk about bad dialogue, just the everything in that. Everything movie. about it. It was every, terrible. Everything related to a villain. It's like, oh, she's got nice stems. Yeah, buds too. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, she's because she's plant girl. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything and about that movie was cheesy. The I mean, nipples. The bat the nipple. nipples. Yeah. Alicia Silverstone was probably the worst part of that movie. No, though. no. I liked Alicia Silverstone because I thought she was really hot. Because she didn't feed her kid like a bird at the time. Stop playing with that, Jack. Ugh. Oh, that's yeah, will you stop ugh. playing with that, Jack? <laughs> mm. No, I don't know. I thought she, she brought looked, nothing to it. She looked like a 12-year-old. She, she didn't bring anything to it, but yeah. I thought she But she was pretty, hot. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, yeah. The whole time when she got into the mm. fight with Poison Ivy, she just jumps through the window, and they just start fighting. Yeah. Poorly. I don't know. Everything about And I saw that kind of recently on, I think it was on TV. I, it must have been. I don't own the movie, because I never liked it that much. <laughs> but Guess who does own it? Yeah, Jack. Oh, I know who owns I'm, it. Who also I, owns the Blu-ray, probably. I, no, he does own the Blu-ray. I own the VHS He owns the all of them on Blu-ray. Mm. I saw, again, at 12, I'm like, oh, this is great. It's another Batman movie. I love it. I saw it again when I was 17. What the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, really. That's why. When, when he jumps, when he goes through the wall. There's so many flaws we could talk about. When he goes through the wall <laughs> with the motorcycle and it makes the Robin signal. When he kicks the gun and it lands like it floats to the top of Dude, the ceiling. I don't, I don't even remember the movie well enough to I've remember everything you're times, talking about. Yeah. Holy Rusted Metal, Batman's probably the only thing I remember. That, that was, was great. No, it wasn't. That was in the. That was, that was in Batman. That Forever. was so cheesy. And that was in stupid, Batman Forever. Was la- I laughed. That was in Batman Forever. Yeah, when they got on yeah. the island. Right, well, that's the reason I remember because I've seen Batman Forever more than I've seen <laughs> Batman and Robin. Yeah, Otherwise, nothing except it ends with partners and, and they, running silhouettes and awful imagery in the city. They had a giant naked man statue that they rode their cars up and down. Yeah, what like the fuck every, is what yeah, they, city has it's that? Like, it's like all of a sudden jumped to fifty years into the future. Yeah, it yeah. was with old neon cars. signs everywhere. Yeah. None of us had yeah, toys. For I Batman think that's the bi- I th- honestly <laughs> I that's the biggest thing that bothered me. Oh, is how unrealistic the city looked in general. Yeah, it didn't There's look no, real at all. It's not crime laden. It's like it looks like a peaceful utopia. It looks like someone put a Hot Wheels set together. <laughs> and fil- You're right. Fu- no, everything looks person. incredibly cheap. Everything about it. Have it like I said. Having seen it in the last couple of years, like just the last half hour or so on TV, semi recently. I just thought, oh, this is terrible. Like, the production value for something that was such a big movie and there was so much anticipation for, and it's like, hey, George Clooney's doing a movie. A superhero was, movie. Yeah, a superhero movie, which was... It's so funny how that's turned around. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of well, get to the Schwarzenegger was the, the first one built, between. too, because he was the, one of the biggest stars. Of course, yeah. His his face was at the top of the, of the photo on the poster. Yeah. But it was... Such a big deal, but then when you look at how just cheap it looks, I just don't understand how a movie like that was so expensive. The only, the only best part of that whole thing was that they still had the same actor for Alfred. Yeah, and that's it. That was Gordon. It. Yeah, which yeah, Gordon? All, who cared about him? The only good choices of of casting that remained. If Gordon could have been an informant in all four of those movies. He didn't really do much. Yeah, that's true. But things changed so drastically, though, in between Batman and Robin and Batman Begins, in as much as the superhero movie then became prevalent. And there was a time... It wasn't a joke anymore. Right. There was a time well, when... DC was done, too. DC didn't make a lot any more movies after Batman. No DC character had a film. Well, no, but Marvel really didn't wasn't eaten up No, no. Well, they started either. with X-Men, and that was a couple years off. People didn't care about superheroes anymore because they saw... Well, no, X-Men... Well, X-Men, X-Men did X-Men well. revitalized. Oh, no, yeah. no, no that's what I'm saying. X-Men well, that's, did a great oh, job Well, that's kind of where I'm going with it, is that it changed from... I forget, I was watching a documentary about... 
and I wish I could remember the name of it. It's something else I saw, I saw on on Netflix, and I, my my memory fails me regarding the name. But someone made a great statement, which was that once upon a time, superhero movies were something that were like, "Oh, you're kidding!" Like someone's going to do a superhero movie. Like it wasn't. It, it was something no A listers would do. But now everybody wants to be part of a superhero movie because they're the big franchises now. It's like. And same thing, there was another quote, I'm, I'm great with facts today, but there's another quote somebody said where uh, because of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg making high-end B-movies, that's why B-movies are now the big tentpole films. Like, yeah. Movies like superhero movies and adventure movies and all that every summer. Still Sci-fi don't awards, movies. But yeah, but that doesn't matter. People go they see make them. make money. But it's absolutely true. Like It's because of, of those them. guys making the movies they did, like Star Wars and Indiana Jones and Jaws and all that. That's why... Those summer movies now are huge. That's why people flock to those movies. So th- those guys literally change the yeah, game. It's not just to beat the heat. It's like, I want to see this movie. Yeah, because definitely. characters are so important now. Yeah. Look at what the superhero movies have done. They've revitalized careers uh, like Robert Downey Jr., first and uh, yeah. foremost. They've yeah, started definitely. careers like Hugh Jackman and Tobey Maguire. Who, yeah. I never heard of Hugh Jackman before X-Men. Like, who the hell is no, this yeah, guy? No, he's primarily a theater actor, yeah, so... Yeah. They're, but they're big business now. It, everything changed so drastically in between, like I said, between Batman and Robin, say, w- with X-Men and then Spider-Man. So it just made sense for Batman to be reinvented. And frankly, considering Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, it needed it well, because there's so much potential. And I was, in, it flew in under the, the radar. Seriously flew under the radar. I, I mean, maybe it was just me, but I felt like it just kind of just showed up. In theaters. Oh, me oh, too. I agree. There, was, there wasn't well, I was a whole so lot of hype excited. to it. That whole summer, I was like, oh, Star Wars is coming out. It's going to be great. And then I hear, oh, there's another Batman movie. We're doing it. And I always wanted to see another Batman movie to see it continue because I love the films. But, but Michael Keaton's not in it. Ah, I was like, shit. But I was like, all right, Christian Bale. I've heard, I saw him in American Psycho. I've seen him in some other films. I know it's a great cast. But it's like, why are they doing a prequel to Batman? I mean, we know how Batman's story begins. We know how Batman's story happens. And then I saw it in the <laughs> yeah. theater. I mean, not I, really. I thought it was, I thought it was no, associated no, with no, the, you that's right, the movie. I thought it was associated with the Michael Keaton Batman. Right. I know that. But you don't know how Batman actually started. No, no. I No, I don't mean that. But I just... We should say, Jack, for as much as, as Jack loves these movies and all that, Jack will only follow the story if there's a blockbuster movie that's made true. in regard to I, it. Jack I won't re- actually go back to comics yeah, or I'm not a big comic stories reader. or anything I, I fully else. admit it. I, I don't he just, comics. He will go see the movie of everything, but that's the... But Batman is something that's near and dear to my heart. As deep as his interest goes yeah. with the story, whatever's presented on film. But Batman's near and dear to my heart. I grew up with Batman, so I, I always had that special place for this character in my heart. I didn't think, oh, this isn't nothing to do with... A, I never heard of a reboot. There was no other. There was no thing in Hollywood called a reboot at the time. No, well, it wasn't as common <laughs> like, as it is now. I was like, what, what, the tipping point was when Bruce's parents got mar- murdered, and the guy's name was Joe Chill. I'm like, wait a minute, it's Jack Napier. What, this has nothing to do with yeah, This maybe, is all wrong. I'm like thinking, <laughs> no, I was like, hold on a minute. Now I'm really, because you know, I was intrigued. Is this going to go backwards like Memento? Well, no, I, I was I intrigued was... <laughs> the entire movie, but when that hit, I was like, I'm, I, I, it went from prequel thought to, this is an original idea. Well, I knew it was an original idea once I stepped into it, but I mean, I wondered if they were going to do the same backstory where they had the Joker as a normal person kill Bruce's parents, but that clearly didn't happen either. Yeah, so, yeah, they made it just like a criminal kind of a right. I, I, when, when they when yeah when they when they shot and killed the when that guy killed the criminal in the beginning of Batman's Begins, that was yeah. I was like, oh shit, yeah. that's not Joker. Yeah. I always thought maybe in the back of my mind that the Joker would be that guy, mm-hmm. but. It did. It wasn't. 
Now, I see, didn't, I didn't know any of the villains in that movie either. When the guy pulled out Scarecrow mask, I'm like, oh fuck! See, I knew Scarecrow's yeah. here. I knew all those, so I was actually really excited because I knew who Scarecrow was. I knew who Ra's al Ghul was because of the cartoons. I didn't know who Ra's al Ghul yeah, was. Yeah, see, I, I didn't know either the characters going in. But what I loved and where Batman Begins really, I really bought into it was because, and it was the same thing with Iron Man. I loved the character development where you understood what happened, everything that led up to it, instead of just going in cold with, there's a, a rogue a crime giant, fighter named the Batman. There's a giant <laughs> guy in a bad suit. Kicking ass um, and, and dropping criminals out in front of the yeah. jail. He's, but he's this a heartbroken really guy. Up, yeah, but he, this really set everything up perfectly for a franchise. Right. And I left that movie just like totally stunned. And I was mad too because I just missed it by a few days seeing it in IMAX because one of those movies I kept saying like, I'm going to go see it, I'm going to go see it, I'm going to go see it. And I had no idea at that point that they were starting to show theatrical releases in IMAX as well. In fact, the next one I caught was right after that, which was, or the first one I should say, I caught was right after Batman Begins and that was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I wish I had seen the first one in IMAX and uh, as of when you hear this recording i have because marathon yeah we went to the the triple feature where they have batman begins and then dark knight and then the midnight show of dark knight rises in imax yeah Actually, be jealous the three of us be and ryan are, are going to that or have been to that by the time you hear this and jack's smiles being surgically removed from his face at this point if you're listening <laughs> well that's why and there was so much hype built up around the dark knight and i knew because I at that point I'd seen a bunch of movies in IMAX because I, I really kind of I the bought into awesome. it and loved it. Yeah, and especially seeing something like I saw Beowulf and Three Hundred, like really super visual movies in the IMAX. As soon as tickets went on sale for Dark Knight in IMAX, at the time there was only the one uh, in Atlantic City in the Tropicana. I bought tickets with Dan and uh, our friend Chris, and we went. We couldn't get tickets for midnight or opening day. We ended up going to a show at. I think it was like 12 noon or 1 in the afternoon on Saturday. And awesome. It was sold out that whole first week in this particular IMAX. There was a kid I worked with who said he couldn't get tickets for a month with the AC IMAX. He was yeah. like, he's like, I'm still waiting to see it. Yeah, Just that, go see it in the theater. That was the only it's one the, in the, the area the at the one. time. You're the only one who hasn't seen it. The movie's been out for three weeks. Go see it. <laughs> Just do yourself a favor. I mean, it was great because there were certain aerial shots and all that which were shot in IMAX. So... They fill out the the size of the entire screen, and I do I do really like that because I always enjoyed going to IMAX and seeing yeah, like f- the big <laughs> the big like sea adventures or the flying adventures or whatever it was like with the big shots of either flying through the air on something or going underwater. I, I went and saw a couple of those at yeah, like the, museums with IMAXs. The screen expands. There was yeah. like forty some odd minutes of that footage, and even I know you hated the last Mission Impossible movie, but for the IMAX cameras, that's what I love when they, it's shot in IMAX, not just the movie that gets played in IMAX. When they had the specific cameras to do that, it makes the experience it's, it's impressive. Just, it does, yeah. You, you I, feel I, I you're really there, like, that. like when they went over the building in the last Mission Impossible, because that's the only one I've seen that's well, been. If, if you did see Mission Impossible, they showed the six minute uh, sneak peek. Of Dark Knight Rises, yeah, which prior. was one of the only which reasons is, he got me to go, <laughs> right? And it, and that was all shot in IMAX. And it yeah, was, it, it was, and it looked awesome. awesome. It yeah. would have been awesome if we could have understood it, but yeah. it looked yeah. awesome. All right, back to the Dark Knight. Though. Yes, the Dark Knight after um, Batman Begins, because at the end of Batman Begins, 
he pulls out the Joker card. Like, there's this guy running around town, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what they do with this. Who's, who's going to yes. be the Joker? Yeah. I almost peed fo- myself when I saw the Joker card. I was like, oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the following- Which is, what a great way, though, to keep interest going, where it's, all right, here's a character everybody knows that's going to be gonna do? in the second How one. How are yeah. they going to replace Jack Nicholson? It was an awesome tease. And the when I heard Heath Ledger, summer, I was like, yeah. Heath Ledger? The following summer, I got that in 06, I heard Heath Ledger's been cast. I'm like, are you kidding me? Brokeback Mountain's been cast? A Knight's Tale. What made me believe in Heath Ledger's performance was I don't know if you guys remember the first teaser trailer that came out with the Simpsons movie, where it was just um, the dark. It was the symbol on the screen, and then it had and that, him talking. It had Alfred and Bruce talking like they, they crossed the line. You oh yes, the line I do first, remember that. And yeah, and it was just the symbol was was closing in, and then it broke the apart screen, and it yeah. showed the Joker card. It said, "People will die." I'm a man of my word. And yeah, just on that alone, like holy shit. That fall, they showed stills on some website, and I, was, I looked at it like it, just it was, his picture. It was the Warner Brothers website. It was like a teaser thing. They had to figure out the code, and it unlocked this weird. It just a, it was pretty much just a picture of the of Joker. The Joker. It, it was it looked so weird. Like his face was mutilated. I was like, oh my god, what the hell is that? Yeah, and the, I didn't know it was a Joker. I'm like, <laughs> but one of the first things I remember seeing for it was that poster you see where he's kind of behind glass and he's drawn the smile, and it's the why so serious yeah. thing. Yeah. Where you couldn't exactly see his face, but I was like, oh, shit, this looks great. And I stand by the fact that I swear the reason I Am Legend did so much business out of the gate is because it had the Dark Knight prologue with that whole bank robbery scene at the front of the movie, if you saw it in IMAX. Really? Yes. I really think that's why people flocked to I Am Legend. Yeah, that would have made me flock, because I I Am Legend wasn't that good. And that was the the talk that erupted right after that was just like oh my god this Heath Ledger is really fucking scary and that's when the trailer debuted too because I first saw the trailer yeah so it was like November when they showed the truck flipping over and then they just showed you know come on hit me I was like oh my yeah I was like oh my god this movie looks like and I I know you hate this phrase instant classic it looked like (laughs) from the just the first trailer I was like this is gonna you can say epic it's gonna be the biggest acceptable yeah this is gonna be unbelievably epic this is gonna be a massive massive Hit. This is going to be a cult following. It's one yeah. Of the, this going to no only some times. commercial following. But Jesus. that's the thing. It's one of the only times I've ever been around a movie that had so much hype to it. it looked so good. The marketing was so well done. Where the hype was justified. The hype was justified in the end. I agree. I absolutely I mean, agree with you. I I mean, for me, I know you don't agree, Chris, but I had the same feeling with Avatar. Avatar had a hum- amazing marketing. I mean, you'd even agree the marketing was really done. No, right. I, people were looking forward to. I don't dispute that, and I don't right. dispute people enjoyed it. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know yeah. everything leading up to it was huge because there was a mystery of like, what the hell? What does this right. even mean? Exactly. What is are these it, blue cats about? And people were wondering, is this something how associated with aliens? Yeah. Is it somehow? Is it I mean, three hours on Xbox Live? <laughs> we, we, we don't know. We don't what know. It is. But I mean, uh, same similar thing with with Batman. I had the same feeling of just so much hype is so well marketed. Yeah. Oh, I I couldn't wait. I absolutely that, could not wait. That January that though, out. when Heath Ledger passed away tragically, it, it really before, before the movie came out. Six yeah. months before the movie came out, it was just like, well, well, that skyrocketed the the. I think so. Now that was actually something movie. my girlfriend and I were talking about last week because we were talking about the anticipation of Dark Knight Rises and. I was actually talking to her with regard to, like, do you want to go with us to see these IMAX screenings and all that? But anyway, we were talking about it because she loves The Dark Knight and she loves Batman Begins and she's really looking forward to this movie. And she was saying, now, do you think the movie did so well because of Heath Ledger's death or because it just really is a great movie? Like, the action's great. The story's great. Every actor in it is is great. 
There, there were, aren't any weak performances I, among I, it, and I think it's just because it's a great movie more think, than anything else. I think the Heath Ledger went back thing and saw it over. I, I think over it. And over. I think it. Heightened I think it brought more attention. The hype, but at the same time, I think the movie made how much? Well, the, Jack, well, at the, the time. Six hundred million, maybe opening weekend. No, or, not opening weekend. <laughs> like in its, uh, in initially, its theatrical it lifespan. Uh, it was like five hundred thirty million. Yeah, it it was huge. I think that's because ultimately it was a good movie. Not because like you got to see Heath Ledger. He's well, fucked well, up as a well, Joker. That's the thing. Everyone wanted to see it because everyone everyone said that Heath Ledger's performance was amazing. But the story it backed it up. It, it, everyone, it, right? They, everybody, the whole performed amazingly in that movie. Right, but his performance was backed up because he was amazing in it, just as they said they were. He was. Now, when I saw that. Again, the story engaged me to want to go see it over and over, watch it for the the rest of my life. But it wasn't just his performance to me that stood out. Aaron Eckhart was perfect as Harvey Dent. And not only that, Jim Gordon, Gary Oldman, as much as I loved him in Batman Begins, to me stepped up even more. What The Dark Knight really did was made you care about those characters where Harvey Dent's story isn't explained at all in Batman Forever. He's just a guy who lost his mind, who was a lawyer, or the district attorney, I should say. And you have... Commissioner Gordon, who's like an informant in the other old Batman films. These are important characters in the story, crucial characters, and the genius acting of those two actors really did well, tremendous to, wonders for it, but this, the involvement... But you also have to include the amazing writing that happened. Oh, the oh, Nolan absolutely. brothers, yes. Yeah. Jonathan and Nolan They haven't amazing. missed yet. I honestly love every movie that they've had a hand in. I love exactly. The Prestige. I love Memento. I love Inception. All the movies they've done, period... Just have, so have well been written, great. so well acted. They bring out the best in every actor. They do, yeah, every, that's what I mean. Heath movies. Ledger's was That's why the same people want to work with them over and over. Of course. The, the performances were all awesome, and I really think that because the story was great and the acting was great, it's not like Heath Ledger was like, well, it's the only good part of the movie is Heath Ledger's no. the Joker. Everybody was great. I really feel like everybody brought something to it. And at the same time, for as much as it's Batman and Batman's not real and Gotham City's not real, you really got the sense that this is a gritty, crime-ridden city with actual people. It wasn't a cartoon like well, Batman Forever first, where everybody's way exaggerated. Well, Batman Begins had a little bit of that. With They had the island out. They had like the whole sector that was just crime-ridden sector of the, the Narrows. city. Yeah. But some cities have but like, dingy places But they didn't like talk that. about that at all in the second movie. They just pretty much got rid of it. And <laughs> actually, I think it was great just to see anything about Harvey Dent's character because they didn't really touch on it at all in... The 1989 Batman movie. It was just Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent, and that's it. <laughs> there was really no explanation. Like, oh, yeah. Fans will know who you Harvey Dent is. Yeah, yeah it, it didn't. He he really was the hero. He was the guy that the the city counted on. He was yeah. The he's the guy everybody rallied behind. But and he then... had a short fuse, and when he had everything taken from him, he lost it. And I think that, yeah. that truly was a repre- good representation of Two Face, where he wasn't this major crime boss or anything. He's a guy who really who just had everything lost taken from him his and way and had to do what he had to do. Yeah, right. exactly. And a lot of people didn't. A lot of people I've known say they don't quite understand the deeper meaning of the movie, whereas. He doesn't have to be the righteous superhero to be the protector of the city. He can get his hands dirty to protect the city. People don't have to see him as their savior. Well, yeah, but the point is, everybody saw him as the White Knight. Everybody right. saw but him I'm as being about the Batman. Was... Oh, Batman! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were still talking about Harvey Dent. No, he, they had to have like the deeper meaning of making Harvey Dent the icon that he was at the end of the movie. He had to stay right. it was that more way. important than. Say Batman saying to everybody, "Oh no, I didn't kill anybody." Keeping his record clear, 
Yes. It would have broken and, the spirit of the city. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's Harvey Dent. Well, now there's no one you can believe in. It would have been that kind of thing, yeah, which is why. That's what the Joker said. That's you know my ace in this. That I have one ace up the sleeve. It's Harvey. Right. And that, he's and not, not going to liberate skip with a fist and, fight. And that deeper meaning, nobody ever really guessed what that was going to be before the movie came out. People knew what the movie was. They were going to expect. They were expecting a fantastic movie, but they didn't expect that depth. Oh, definitely. So yeah, the story thinking, certainly served like, it. We can guess what's going to happen for the next movie. As of the time you guys are listening, we would have already seen. But I'm, I'm anticipating something like that. Something really deep is going to happen that's going to just blow our minds. Oh, yeah. To end the series. Yeah, it has he won't, to. He ha- he's going to end the series in a way that none of us are going to predict. Yeah, and then we're all going to be like, this is fucking amazing. Yes. <laughs> this is the best he doesn't do series it. He's ever. not going to cop out. He's not going to do anything. No, Originally, he all. said years ago, I was like, I don't know if I have a sequel for After the Dark Knight. I don't know where you can go, but, but they had to have some he's sort He's found of, a way. Yeah, he, I'm sure he, there right. was something I mean, Gary Oldman said this script was better than The Dark Knight. Yes. He said he outdid himself. With and so script. did Michael Caine. Uh, from what I remember in an interview, he and, said he's really outdone himself. Both of those actors, that's that's huge. That's a huge. These guys have been in movies forever, and they can pick and choose whatever the hell they want to be in. And for them to be this excited about doing, I mean, you don't get most people to come back for a second movie, let alone a third. Right. But now everybody was on board. Everybody wanted to do it. And Aaron Eckhart said, hey, "I would love to come back." I know. I, wish I oh, could come back. One of the things, by the way, that I do like about um, the Dark Knight is that he didn't just arbitrarily kill the Joker. The Joker just gets sent away. Right. I did like that. Well, that it's not the, like in the end of the movie, there was he still had an idea. The Joker might have been in the next movie as well. But I mean, it, it kind of I like how they did that too because in all the me, other mediums, all the cartoons, all the comics. They never really killed the Joker. Yeah, right. he, he gets he away or he goes away. He, he, for a while. Same with Scarecrow. No, he didn't die either. Right, he got he got away. Right. I mean, he was in the very beginning of The Dark Knight, which was pretty cool. Which I, I thought was great yeah. that they connected the movies in that way. We're like, like, oh, he's still out he there escaped. fucking around. Even with yeah. the suit. Like, it wasn't just he has a new costume because it's a new movie. It's like, I need a new suit. This is a pain in the ass. And that's what the real story was. Like, he yeah. couldn't turn his head. He couldn't do anything. Yeah. You know, oh, give the me Tumblr? A oh, you wouldn't be interested in that. Yeah. Give me a better suit. Oh, and Morgan Freeman, too, Morgan is in Freeman. It, which is awesome. Amazing. And Liam Neeson. When I saw Liam Neeson's name in the cast for The Dark Knight Rises, I thought, oh, this is great because it's going to dip even further into the origin of Batman. Because I don't think there's a chance in hell he survived the crash no. at the end of Batman Begins. And it's been waiting. So I can't help but think this is a flashback and has something to do right. with the origin well, of they're Batman. Supposedly have, they're supposed to have someone that's cast as a young Ra's al Ghul as well. You oh, know? okay. And that's cool. And there's someone there's 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 rumors that Raz Ogle's daughter is going to be in it. Yeah, Marion Cotillard's been rumored as and Telly. There's there's there was uh, pictures released months ago of this green pit. People are sub- guessing it might be the Lazarus Pit. With if you don't know what the Lazarus Pit is, no, it's no a, idea. It's a it's the pit that Raz Ogle used to make himself young. But it, what it does is it makes you insane. Ah. You dip yourself in the in the in the pit, and it heals anything that's damaged. It brings you back to life if you're dead. But you you systematically, if you do it once, you'll probably be fine, unless you're dead. And it brings you back. <laughs> yeah. You're crazy. They did that with Robin. In the, oh, really? In the series, in the book series. Um, well, and if you saw uh, Under the Red Mask, Under the Red Hood, yes, Under the Red Hood, yeah, that was Robin. Right. Okay. He was dipped in that's the Lazarus it. Pit yeah, and yeah, went yeah, crazy. Yeah. Okay. That was really good, too. I've seen a couple of the DC Animation Studios movies, and uh, some of them are really good. Except I mean, they're kind of hit or miss. Batman Year One, I thought. I mean, people like it because it's like, hey, that's the origin, that's the beginning, but it was like Jim Gordon Year did you, One. More yeah. Did you ever that. see the, there was a short film, there's like six short films. The one they did that was Superman and Shazam? No, no, Jonah no. Jonah Hex? No, it was like, you know how they did the Animatrix? 
Yeah. They made like oh, six Gotham short. Oh, oh, Gotham Knight. Yeah, yeah, I didn't you see, see that. that? I, I've seen that. That was. Creepy. I was curious, but it's all anime style, so it's I was kind of like, yeah. and some of it's some of it's anime style, some of it's not. Some of it's oh, very it? weird. Okay. I actually saw this. It was a French short film. It was only twelve minutes long. It was the darkest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was the Joker was having sex with Pete with women, then killing them afterwards, and then he Batman killed Joker at the end. Really? With like his bare hands, and it was just so weirdly shot and just very shadowy. Haunting. <laughs> and it was all I mean it was in French, so it was subtitled. Well. But it was very, very, very dark. Hmm. It was the darkest thing I've ever seen, and it was just <laughs> really? really unrealistic and really. It was really good. What I also liked about, especially with the Dark Knight and with this film, the viral marketing campaign that they've done. Do you remember? And it's on the DVD of the Blu-ray release, the Gotham Tonight videos. Yes, where's the newscast of, with Anthony Michael Hall playing the newscast? <laughs> right, which is what a, he's like, what he's a fun choice. He interviews Harvey Dent. He interviews the mayor. He interviews everybody, and it relates and. They actually had one of the news. breaking news. Uh, Gotham Central Bank has been robbed. Uh, five men are dead in clown masks. One is believed to have gotten away. That was the opening scene for the for the Dark Knight. Oh, so I mean, it, it gotcha. also they had newsprints, newspapers. The I believe in Harvey Dent campaign was rampant in two thousand eight. Oh, definitely, yeah, which and, was and great. now they have the Harvey Dent Day for the Dark Knight Rises, which is a big event in, Again, in the film. Amazing marketing. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, I, I agree. Whoever's in charge of this, they should. Put in charge of every movie, <laughs> all the big tentpole films, anyway. Which I, I definitely think. It's I, a I know great, this is a little, a little bit off topic, but this the fact that the writing was so well done for these past three movies, it, it makes me really, really, really excited about the new Superman movie. That's true because Jonathan Nolan wrote uh, Man of Steel. He's not going to direct it, but right. he wrote everything. Who is directing that? By Zack, Snyder, Zack Snyder, which is why I'm on the fence which, because Sucker Punch. Was great. Sucked. Well, one bad film isn't gonna. No, but I mean, obviously, the movie looked amazing. Visually, was great. Yes. I don't doubt his ability as a visual storyteller. But as long as the story's good, okay. I mean, I have no problem with the fact that I don't know the dude who plays Superman from anything. I don't know. I've only seen the photo of, of Superman. Once I see a trailer or whatever, it'll kind of. I mean, like I There's, said, the trailer's sure supposed to debut with with Dark Knight Rises, with Dark Knight Rises. which uh, we have already sense. have seen. <laughs> you just keep rubbing that in. <laughs> um, all right, so really quickly, though, about the, the Dark Knight Rises itself. I mean, the prologue we saw looked visually amazing. I'm sure Bane's going to be very incoherent. Though. Creepy, yeah, incredibly incoherent, which there was well, no they, secret about. But they fixed a lot of that. They, they did. They, you they can hear it in, in the clear. more recent trailers. You can hear his Bane's dialogue is much more clear. Gotham's reckoning. Yeah, that. Yeah, whereas before it was... Which I thought... It just sounded like he had with, a mouthful of food. The villain of the Dark... Dark Knight Rises. I I've always been a fan of the Riddler. I always thought that the Riddler would have been a perfect villain to end. Johnny Depp should have played the Riddler. That would have been amazing. I I was actually really liking. I, I mean, I've always been a fan of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and I thought he would have been a perfect smaller cast character to be someone huge. They could have cast him and put him as the Riddler, and it would have been a huge role for oh, him. Oh, totally. See, there was a rumor flying around, too, and there was a fan-made trailer where someone mixed the uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight trailers with uh, another Christopher Nolan movie. But there was a rumor going around for a while that Robin Williams, being another Christopher Nolan alum from Insomnia, was going to be Hugo Strange, which I which was like, he'd cool. be a really cool yeah. villain. Because I mean, Rob Williams, say what you want about him, he can act. There's that's he not do a in damn dispute. Good dramatic role. So if he was playing a villain, and I personally thought Insomnia was great, and I thought well, he was a really great villain. Well, and Warner Brothers very cunning. They wanted the Riddler. Christopher Nolan said no. 
Yeah. Well, it is kind of an obvious choice, and it has been done. But when when I first heard Bane was going to be the villain, well, actually, when I first heard Catwoman, I thought the the movie was done. I thought yeah. it was going to be stupid. Why would they do Catwoman again? But I, I, the way they're going to looks like they're going to incorporate Catwoman is a smaller role is fine. I can deal yeah. with that. But when I heard Bane, I was on the fence. I mean, when I heard Tom Hardy was going to do it, I was a little more excited because I really like Tom Hardy. He's an amazing actor. But having seen the output, like the result of it, the, yeah. yeah. Bane's it justified. Awesome. And I like the fact that they use Bane now as it gets closer to the film's release. I liked it more because I never really saw Bane for a character. I mean, I saw him in the animated series. He was a dopey yeah. background character in yeah, Batman, Batman and Robin. So it is good to justify that character to make him stand well, on yeah. his own. Well, the character they put in Batman and Robin was completely... Not Absurd. his character at all from yeah. the comics or anything. It was just a way of elbowing as, as many villains as, as they could into a fucking as movie. As bulky and strong as Bane is, which they they kind of portrayed accurately on his size, he was just as smart. He was a genius. He wasn't just some big muscle head who just no, he's gonna, beat the shit out of people. He's terrorizing he, the city in this new. He one. was a genius as. And he was also very good mm-hmm. at fighting, very good, very strong. Yeah, I mean, it, it appears to be that he, that's in, the way it's going to go. In the comics, go. he was the first one. He he broke Batman's back. Right, which and I wonder when you see Batman laying on a slab, obviously in This pain. is where a lot of the speculation comes in for the movie, where they think that a lot of people, I personally think this, that the ultimate message I think is going to happen in the movie is that Batman is not so much Bruce Wayne. It's Batman's bigger than Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Where someone takes over as Batman, uh, say Joseph Gordon-Levitt takes over as Batman, could be because everybody's Batman's out of commission. There's so yeah, many everybody's characters wondered in this about film. His, his character, place. Mary Cotillard's character, very well under wraps. Yeah, he's a cop. His name is John Blake, but what is he really? Right, he could yeah, be exactly. He could be. He could be Robin. Mary no. Cotillard's <laughs> character. She's he could be Azrael. Azrael was the character. Was the, actually the one who took over as Batman when Batman Bane broke his back right. in the comics. He, um, I know that from Andrew. <laughs> and um, Mary Cotillard, her character apparently, she's the board head of the board of the directors of Wayne Enterprises, but she's been very secretive too. And she even said in an interview, no, my character's good, but at the same time, you don't know because it's so well guarded. And that's a yeah. great thing because in this day and age, there's not that many things yeah, well it's guarded. it's so incredibly difficult, especially for a movie like this where everybody's looking forward to it. Even more than Avengers, I'm going to say. Oh, While absolutely. that was Massive. several movies in the making, I feel like... With the longevity the first two Nolan-era Batman movies have had, I feel like everybody's all in for Dark Knight Rises. i got to be honest with you. I mean, it's going to be tough box office-wise to beat Dark Knight. Yeah, and I it's don't still, it happen. I mean, I think that they've already done, like in, in pre-Celtic, as of when we're recording this, I'm pretty sure that it's already made $25 million in advance tickets. I mean, even the campaign for when the advance tickets were going on sale were like ridiculous. Everybody was, wants and we to struck see it. out for the midnight shows and we were going to buy them. And then this, this triple feature came along. We were like, yes, yes, let's and do it. The only reason we even got the tickets was because they did it after everybody already purchased theirs that we're probably going to go. Exactly. Which is fine because I'm all about seeing those first two movies in the theater again, especially in sequence like that. Frankly, and I'm ready no to watch it now. no other way to experience yeah. this. There's no other way. And I'm so glad it's not in 3D. I'm so glad Nolan had the gumption to say, no, I don't want to do this in 3D. I'm yeah. going to get with IMAX cameras. It's over an hour of IMAX footage in this film. Yeah, which is awesome. And it's a long movie too. It's about two hours and 45 minutes. So, with me. Which is no, it's great because it's. I, I mean, these movies are all story. It's, it's not conclusion. Action every ten pages. We, we need an ending to this. You can't just say, "Oh, villain's gone." Yeah, that's out. Well, everybody, Batman's dead. And nope, look at somebody bat- else jumped up. And, and, look at bat- and a look at the bat signal at the end of the movie. It's not going to happen that way. There's finality here. There's, yeah, there's, this is going to be 
I mean, since it's the last movie, all these people are going to be involved. It in. says on the poster, "The Legend Ends." What does that mean? Exactly. Now, as far as where they're going to go from here, as was announced a couple of weeks ago, no doubt in light of the success of the Avengers, a team of writers have been commissioned to put together a Justice League movie, which Batman is one of the characters in. Which means a remake. Well, unfortunately, mm, uh... I don't. I think rushing together a Justice League movie. It's going to be a bad idea. Are people going to well, go see it? Absolutely. but I don't know if it's rushing together. I mean, they're putting together a script. Yeah, but it would make more sense, like what Marvel did with setting up all the Avengers characters before making the Avengers film makes a lot more sense. I mean, if you need to start Batman over, they're already starting Superman over. They yeah, don't have a Wonder be, Woman movie. They're not going to involve that. Um, from what I've heard, they're not involving the, Christ- the Christopher Nolan-produced Superman movie at all. This has nothing to do with Justice League. Yeah, Same see, that's Batman. what I mean. It's not going to have the same effect if Avengers do it, had. If they're going to do it, honestly, they should just maybe get an idea of... If they want to do films like Flash or Wonder Woman, and they go back like, well, we got to get in contact with Batman. Everybody knows who Batman is at this point. You can just involve another guy who played Batman. You don't have to use the Nolan one. You don't have to use anything else. Just, right. Everybody like, knows Batman as a character. Everybody knows Flash, Superman as a character. not so much. Right. I mean, I think they should wait a couple years... Before At least till do. the end of the decade. Well, they should they should do the Flash film. They should do. They need to do a Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, and then maybe a couple years down the road, then they make a re- remake the Batman movie, remake another Superman movie that they're going to incorporate into it. I think launch. I think introducing a Batman, like a new Batman, in the Justice League movie would make sense. Because Batman's already so clear in everybody's minds, I think starting over again no, might even drop expectations for yeah. Justice League. Maybe me I mean, personally, yeah, that's I, I personally I think. think that they should just it could be similar, Superman, like the old. But... It could be similar, like the old Batman, like the Michael Keaton era Batman in a similar suit, similar look. Same with no. They I think play... they should just remake everything, like redo it. No, I don't. think... I, don't so. I think they need to establish the just, other characters. Just put Batman first. in the Justice League movies. Like we got to get in contact with Batman. Yeah, oh, we, nobody like likes nobody likes Batman. He's too much on his own. Right, but I mean, you have to realize that the the main character of the Justice League movie is going to be Superman and Batman. Oh, of course. But we, so I mean, they can't, can't just be like, oh, here's all these characters we just built up, and oh, poof, there's Batman. Poof, there's Superman. You can't well, do that. I think in the way that they should. I, I think but, rushing into it though is is a bad idea. I mean, but, will it make money? Probably because people are going to go see it. But you can't be like, oh. You've seen Wonder yeah. Woman. You've seen Flash. It can't be like, hey, here's you've another seen, superhero all-star movie. You've seen Green Lantern. Now here's Batman and Superman. I mean, I agree with you in that respect, but having to start Batman over again, and now if it's not going to involve the Superman that's already in the middle of starting over again, then What's I don't the know. Point? I just yeah, feel like I rushing know, it would be a really, I think, would be I think really dumb idea. they should just incorporate the Superman they have now. They'll eventually make a Justice League movie. Even if they waited 20 years down the line for another generation, they could Yeah, but do- they're... I mean, granted, it took forever for Superman Returns to get off the ground. That was something that was in the works for about 10 years yeah. before they actually settled on Superman Returns and Brian Singer's directing it and all that stuff. We're going with an unknown for Superman. I mean, all the people who were attached to that and did writing work on it and all I'm that other stuff Brendan was Fraser ridiculous. Wasn't Superman. Or Nick Cage. I'm sure you're happy about that. Even Tim Burton being attached to direct Superman at one point, I thought would have been ridiculous. That would He's, have been pretty awesome, I think. Yeah, but Superman's um, like one yeah. of the uh, American hero, at least the the all American hero be- for DC. It would have been better than the last. The, uh, I, don't, the original I don't think Superman I don't think I would have liked four. to see Johnny Depp as Superman. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, that wouldn't work. If he curled his hair like he did in Crybaby, he would have made pulled off a wife as Lois Lane. As yeah, Helen Bonham Carter as Lois Lane. Because <laughs> that's what would have happened. Not at the time. Not had this been done in. I mean, this was in the nineties, so it would have been prior to all that. But still, I just feel like. So it would have been aside from writer. even something. <laughs> yeah, really. Even something like Alice in Wonderland had a dark side to it. 
So everything Tim Burton does kind of has even Frank a and darkness Winnie, about it. Soon. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying like he doesn't do too many friendly movies. They always have some kind of dark slant. So I'm kind of glad they didn't make a Superman movie. Having said that, Superman Returns sucks. I watched it the other day. It's very disappointing. I was really looking forward to that because I like the <laughs> There's first... nothing like a grounded Superman. <laughs> it, it's just like there's no action here. I, he catches the plane and then... That's, that's it. it. He gets stabbed, <laughs> thrown off the cliff, and then he lifts the rock into space. It's like, okay, Superman's got to fight something. Yeah. Please introduce new villains because he has a lot of villains. I mean, there's they're not a as good lot as, of villains There's not a lot of... They're not like Batman quality, but there's villains. They were looking to maybe start a franchise over, but it didn't work. Well, they, they're going to do General Zod for the new one, which is fun. General Zod. I mean, no, it's been done before, but with now new yeah, 30 technology. Yeah, With new technology. And yeah, oh, this is a prime it's, time it's for them gonna to be make moves perfect. Like I mean, they have so many other characters they can do. The end of the world type characters, like Doomsday, who killed Superman. Yeah. Which that would be uh, a fun have, movie. Fun yeah, Dark Side. Yeah, the Apocalypse movie that they did was pretty cool. The yeah, animated Dark, one Dark they Side. Did, which is good. Yeah, with yeah. Dark Side. Dark Side comes back and. I mean, even the Justice cool. League animated movie that Brainiac. they did, where it was like Mark Harmon and James yeah. Woods. Brainiac and all that would be voices. amazing. That would be awesome. I'd love to see a Brainiac movie. Yeah, that's who they were trying to elbow in in, in the '90s. He was going to be the villain in one of the original incarnations of Superman Reborn back in the day. But alas, yeah, Batman is the best superhero it. of all time. You think? I think so. Mm, he's Jack's favorite. He's no Deadpool, but Batman's always my, been my favorite hero, and he always will be. Okay. Good. So when they reboot it again, you'll be like, they better get it right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen in our lifetime. There will be another Batman series. There will always be Batman. And that's the good thing about the Batman franchise. When they reboot it, it won't take anything away from any of the other Batmans. At least I hope. Oh, I agree. Like I said, I'm sure Every it's something. Every own, it's a standalone. One. It's always a standalone piece of franchise. Yeah. yeah, it's a standalone franchise that will always stand the test of time. I mean, it might look a little dated. It might look a little ridiculous. Maybe. Well, no. But, <laughs> Some of them do. The nice ones do. But it'll always be a fond memory for most everybody who lived through that time. Okay, I agree with every you. Every generation will have its own Batman incarnation. Animated, live action. Some Every generation going forward will have I mean, some. People aren't going to go back and remember Green Lantern. Mm, no. no. Even though they're making another no. one. It better be good. It won't be good. No, it better be. They're kind of. Yeah. I'd rather see a Flash movie. Yeah, I'd rather see another character. Sorry. It'd be nice, like I said, like I think we talked about this before on Mike. It'd be nice to see if they got a Wonder Woman movie off the ground. They but tried like five or six times to get a Wonder Woman. movie. Yeah, but I don't know if anyone wants. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the merits of They're, Elektra and Catwoman as movies, well, no, but they, I just don't know if anyone's going to get behind a female superhero. Right, truthfully. that's the thing. They're they're not. They're yeah. not getting behind. Well, she's the yeah. most famous female. Superhero. Audiences. I don't see audiences getting they behind. They can it. do it though. I, I think I, it could be. I huge. think so too. They could. She's the most famous it, women. But they have to do it correctly. Time. They have to get a big-time director and a big-time writer on board to make this movie. Right. That's why I say that should be the next step to a Justice League movie. Right. I and, think and that I should think, be the first character they I mean, do. I'd love to see. Give it home, but I'd love to see, movie. like, Christopher Nolan do it. But he's, he's not going to be right. He's not going to keep doing superhero movies, I don't he's think. He's not. It'd I be mean, great, but I don't think he will. He'll go in another direction. His movies have to be heady. Which is based fine on with me, Inception I love Prestige. Yeah. All of his other movies and Inception. are fantastic. I do too. I loved Inception, and I was so glad that the Dark Knight brought his name out to audiences everywhere. But after Inception, it's like, wow, this guy can make really, really, really good movies in the He's world. He's no Sam Raimi. Yeah. yeah, and and market them. Yeah, this, amazingly. This guy's a, a storyteller and a damn good one. One of the best of this generation. So I hope that the rest of your day is filled with finality, and it's just going to be an amazing, amazing film. In conclusion, yes, closure. <laughs> Yes, I, I 
have been waiting years for this, folks, and this is going to be amazing. It's going to be fantastic. Damn fantastic. right it will be. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's going to be great. Until next time, this is Jack. This is Corey. And this is Chris. And this is the only podcast that matters. Yeah.